break out the skank, it's beef in the bank. That's right, folks, I'm back with my co-host, Fat Mac, and you know me as the white paste in the night face while you sleep. Yeah. I just call him Elmer's. <laughs> oh, Elmer! <laughs> ah. 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 Ooh, I've seen myself in your reflection. That was kind of sexy. Ooh. In your glasses. <laughs> the mustache is on point tonight for the non-video stream. It is. I got to apologize to the folks. After I, to have to. after I spit okay. out the rest of these seeds, I'll sound better. I took a mouthful <laughs> of seeds before we were recording. It's all I've had to eat all day is my seeds. <laughs> so I'll be done. Then we'll just be drinking. He's on a diet, a miso diet. All he eats is his own seed. <laughs> I went to the local um, Asian restaurant here in town the other day. Mm. Good restaurant. It's called the Four Seas, if anybody's wondering. But they don't have sushi anymore. They don't do sushi anymore. And my son and I, that's usually all we ever get there. Gat. Sushi. Why so they I stop actually, doing sushi? So for the first time, I actually had something from there that wasn't sushi. It was crazy. I was going through the menu, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't think I've ever ordered anything that isn't sushi or sashimi from here. So. It was still good. I got the garlic pork. You can't go wrong with pork and or garlic. Right. Mm. But that's all I got to say about that. We had fried rice and salmon the other day. That was pretty fucking good. Ooh, yummy. I love salmon. Yes. Who cooked it? Did you? Oh, Kirsten did. Nice. Did she cook it, um, does she cook sure. it medium rare or does she cook it well done? <laughs> medium rare. Nice. Mm. Very, very nice. It's like a steak. I like somebody who's not scared to cook their fish pink. Well, I mean, people eat the shit raw. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've always said, man, fish fish is like pussy, other than just the smell. It's like, I mean, I'll eat it whether it's pink or gray, but it tastes so much better when it's pink. <laughs> if you know what I mean. And that was the thought of the week from Fat Mac. <laughs> All right, let's plug some bitches and get on with the, the show. All right. Oh, that's right. Can I had to that, for that. That echo on the wind. The sound of the air bouncing off of a naked rear car bumper. It's a tragedy. Folks, and we must work together to put the ready to an end. No more naked bumpers. That is our slogan for Monster Wear Clothing. Check out Monster Wear on Facebook for all your body count needs. Save the babies. Save them. From ever having to witness 
the seedy underbelly of the naked bumper. They also do dope-ass t-shirts and hand-painted hockey masks, custom speci specified to your requirements. Quick turnaround times, great quality product, folks. You can't say no to Monster Wear. Proud sponsor of V6 Podcast and Cloud Style Broadcasting. But if you do like getting a little naked, one place you can get naked and have a great time is at the Galactic Get Down Outer Space themed music and camping festival. It's in the Outback Ranch this year in Houston, Minnesota. If you went the last few years, don't go back to the same spot because it's not there. <laughs> You're going to actually have to find it this time. Outback Ranch, Houston, Minnesota, August 2nd through the 4th. It's coming up, folks. It's coming up. Not only do you get the titular dead Larry and that one guy, but you get a whole hodgepodge, an amuse-bouche, a booyah-base, if you will, of artists such as Useful Jenkins, L-Dub, Lunar Funk Theory, Space Monster, Coral Creek, Smokin' Joe and Friends, Splimit, Illegal Smile, Aaron Cam and the One Drops, Space Monkey Mafia, Roots Within, The Way Down Wanders, so many more. I didn't even touch them all. I didn't touch them all. You can ask my lawyer. Didn't touch them all. It is going to be a great, fun time. We've gone the last few years. Your friends here at Cloud Style will be there. We will be making some noise. We'll have our own booth up. You can come visit us live. You can touch us. You can touch us. You can see us. You can hear us. You can be on the shows. You can speak into the microphone. Or if you want, you can just go there, relax, enjoy some awesome tunes, chill out. And just forget the rest of the world exists because it's a whole other galaxy out there in the Galactic Get Down Music Festival, Outback Ranch, Houston, yes. Minnesota, August 2nd through the 4th. And for those listeners who maybe aren't in Minnesota and don't know what the hell we're talking about, you can check out most, if not all, of these bands on Spotify. And if you don't want to look them up individually, just take a quick search. For Pasty Presents, Get Local, MN. Make sure to check out their Facebook page also. It's facebook.com forward slash galactic get down. You can get all the information there. In case you forget where it's at, what day it is, who's on there. The money, which I didn't even say, it's $85 for a weekend pass. That's if you get it pre-sale, folks. If you get it at the gate, it's a $100 weekend pass, which is still a steal. Also, $20 Thursday pre-party! Gotta be there for that. The pre-parties, I think, are usually some of the most memorable times at the Galactic Get Down. I know I'll be out there. I might even go out there Wednesday again for the night before. Just to get set up so I can wake up and just be in the festival for three more days. Just wake up and be there. Just wake up and be there. Sometimes that happens to me. Sometimes I didn't even know I was somewhere, and I just wake up and I'm there. And it's like, holy shit, how did this happen? <laughs> hey, who knows? But I'm there, and I'm going to enjoy it. We need to make a t-shirt that says wake up and be there. I like that. I like that. 
I still got, I still got to work on our um, road whackers, so we can get a T-shirt for road whackers. Yet, <laughs> I think about it at random times, and then when I'm on my computer, I never think of it. I'm gonna write something down. Is right it now. usually when you're on the road? It is. It is. <laughs> it's usually when I'm driving in my car. I think of the road whackers. I'm gonna write it down right by my computer right now, so I can play around with that. Road. I just use those damn post-it notes on my desktop with the app thing. I know it. All right, all right, all right. I think we've gone through the preliminaries. You got anything else to touch on, or touch with, or touch to before we start uh, I touching? Think maybe. Once again, we can apologize to the people. We have not watched WWE yet again, and I'm actually thinking maybe we should make this a thing. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to purposely not watch it, but I do. I well, let me get. Let me stand. Correct myself. Well, I'm not wanna... saying. I'm not saying that. But like, do for the summer, the summer of other. And we'll just watch everything that's not WWE. We'll catch the pay-per-views. We'll still do our normal pay-per-view shit. I think we could try to do that. We could try to do that. But if there's good shows, I really want to watch good shows. I know there was... Yeah, uh, good shows. And if there's good matches, you know, there was... um Like Baron Corbin Samoa. shaving his head? <laughs> no. But there was, um what was it, Samoa Joe... Samoa Joe, somebody... And Big Cass. It was a three... Was it Samoa Joe, uh, Daniel Bryan, and Big Cass? Probably. That sounds about right. Anyways, that that sounds. It's, I heard that's a really good match, so I'd like to go back and watch that. But you know, if we're going to be doing that, then we need to make sure we're actually watching it because you and I have still been failing at watching NXT, New Japan, <laughs> Ring of Honor. <laughs> I'm getting uh, the hurt. I'm telling you, I was like, but on the cusp of watching Dominion yesterday, like on the cusp. I planned on it yesterday, and I did not get a. I don't get a moment. I don't get a moment. Today, I didn't get a moment. I was at appointments all day. Yesterday, I didn't get home till later on. It's like, it's crazy. I don't get a moment. Maybe once I get my, my crap settled down personally, maybe it'll work out a little better for me. I'm working through personal demons. It's the heroin. The heroin. <laughs> Not the drug. There's just a bunch of superhero women that are always around. That's what it is. Hey, I'm superhero woman. Oh, here you go. Wonder Woman two was announced. You go moving things on me again. Wonder yep. Woman. We'll, we'll get started here in a second. We don't need to get off on on some stuff that we got to show for. But I will say, I still haven't watched Wonder Woman. But that's one of those shows that when it first or movies, I should say, when it first came out, everybody had nothing but good things to say about it. And maybe just because it was the first woman led one or whatnot. But, like, ever since, like, the last few months, it's like every everything I read about it and see about it talks about how it's actually a pretty crappy movie. <laughs> so it's like, wow. Oh. What's up with that? Right. Was it just... I mean, were people what's just giving it that? love because it was a, a woman who finally got her, her own superhero movie? That's a possibility. You know, look at Brokeback Mountain when that first come out. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, a blockbuster movie about two gay guys. It's the greatest movie ever. And then you watch it and you're like, it's not even a good chick flick. It's like, eh. And then everybody was like, oh, it's so graphic. And it was like, I've seen more gay shit on straight porn. What the hell? Graphic my ass. It wasn't even graphic his ass. I'll probably get shit on for this, but I was kind of feeling that way about... uh... Black Panther, 
everybody was raving and going mad about it, and I watched it, and I'm like, it's too serious. Yeah. See, I still haven't watched that one either, so. Okay. You, you should. I should. I should. I should watch. I should watch Avengers. I should watch it. I don't get time. Yeah, and I, I really liked it, but then I watched Thor Ragnarok shortly afterwards, and I was Thor like, "Now amazing. this is what this is what a Marvel movie should be." Thor is amazing. But I mean, I appreciate them telling a different story and, and everything they do with Black Panther. It's just to me, it didn't hit. I find myself watching, which actually is a good thing, also, and I enjoy it. I find myself the last few months watching a lot more documentaries, whether they're series or movies. Because with, with between Fantastic Fables, Buttered Pop Culture, and Beef Sticks Podcast, we have to watch so much shit. It's like, it's nice to just watch a documentary and learn something and yeah. just relax, I guess. My biggest issue with documentaries is I really like space documentaries, but you can't watch them if they're more than two years old because that's not accurate <laughs> information anymore. Right. <laughs> and there's just not enough. There's not enough. Well, the plus thing about space documentaries is about 90% of it is all just a hypothesis anyway, so... Right. To be fair, 20 years ago it could be just as correct as it is now. We don't know for sure. But, you know... Watched a good one on Tesla this morning. I love Tesla. It was a good one. Yeah. And one on Jane Goodall. That one was awesome. If you get a chance to watch, it's called Jane. It's just what it's called. It's a documentary documentary okay. through Nat Geo. And it's got actual footage from, of her from, like, when she very first started to, like, her last adventures. It's got footage of her son and her there. It's It's got interviews with her specifically, like, current day talking about it and reminiscing about it and watched one on uh Bert from Bert's Bees. You've heard of Bert's Bees, right, Bert? Yeah, yeah. I saw your quote you put. I was just gonna say that was the that's the only thing I took away from it. The fucker's <laughs> quote. He's like, Yeah, as soon as my wife found out I was sleeping with other chicks, she went crazy <laughs> He's just a I feel like um I feel like Bert and strategy would get along so well because he's just an old hippie who doesn't really care. <laughs> is what he is what he is. He's just an old hippie that doesn't really care. Do you know how he started his business? Oh. He was walking out on his lawn one time and found that there was a beehive there. He decided to be a beekeeper. Like he didn't go out and buy some. There just happened to be <laughs> one there, and he's like, "Oh fuck it, I can make some money I'll selling keep this." Them. <laughs> yes. Like he's just an old layback son of a bitch. <laughs> Blows some weed smoke at the nest, picks it up, puts it on a shelf. Oh, it was good shit, man. All right, I guess we've talked enough about shit that has nothing to do with this. I don't know. Usually we go a half hour. This is pretty good if you cut it short here. <laughs> well, we might have a lot to talk about since we haven't watched wrestling. We might have a lot of discussion on these on these matches. So, I guess, without further ado, again, going to be very interesting. I took this out of the order from WWE.com, so I'm not saying this is the order it's going to be in. It almost never is, but this is from WWE.com. They actually had a list for NXT TakeOver also, so the NXT TakeOver list is actually in order from WWE.com. So, we're going to start out with the pre-show pasty. It looks like they are still keeping the fucking pre-shows, even though we're getting four-hour pay-per-views. 
Um, <laughs> Gotta squeeze that extra one in. It's like, why not, if you're going to do the pre-shows, just do it, but don't have a match. Just have that be strictly the panel and the recaps, you know? And, and only a half hour. And put, yeah, and put every match on the pay-per-view. And don't do the fucking vignettes, damn it. You do the vignettes over again before every match in the pay-per-view. Quit wasting our time. That's why I say, I mean, if they want to do that on the pre-show, I don't give a shit, because I'm not going to watch it with or without a match. <laughs> Other, I mean, WrestleMania I will, but that's it. They should have performances by pop stars on the pre-show. Are you saying that they should have performance enhancement? Yes. Okay. I can, I can... You heard it here, folks. First, Pasty White Pro Performance Enhancement. Ooh, you're shrinking. You're on a diet. I'm going to try to look at you. We actually got video to this time, folks. We can see each other. It's been a long time. You can't see it. us yet. So, we'll not yet. It. We're going to get back to that, but I can see him. So, that's a step in the right direction. So, I'm going to try to see you. And, and another thing I was thinking, thing. potentially, you, I don't know, and this is up to you and the people and everybody, but how would you like it if when we go back to video, we do a Facebook Live? Yeah. I think the proof will be in the pudding. Folks, we are doing Facebook Live right now. We switched from Skype to Facebook Messenger or Facebook Call, it's called, I guess. Facebook Call. I never know what all these things are called. I always thought the Facebook one should be called FaceTime, and I thought it was. Then somebody told me, no, that's the the iPhone one. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So they stole Facebook's idea and just called it Face something anyways. Okay, whatever. But anyways... (laughs) So, folks, let us know. I feel on my end, it sounds like the connection and and the quality is a little better. Give us feedback. Let us know what you think. Is this better? Is this worse? Do you notice no difference? Um, it'll make a difference on what we do going forward, definitely. But on uh, from where I'm sitting, it sounds better to me. But I've been wrong in the past. One time. Just once. Just once. Alright, pre-show, we have the most important titles in the universe, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Man, I don't want to get on a tangent about this, but this is the worst the tag well, you're divisions... you're going to. I, well, a little bit. This is the worst the tag division's been in since, like, the early 2000s, isn't it? Is there any real tag teams that are actually, that we're supposed to take serious at this moment? Um, I mean, you still got the Usos. We got the Usos, but they're not doing much. The New New Day is not doing much. They're not going to be around for long. Yeah, and they're not doing much, to be honest. Let's just call a spade a spade. Right now, I think the most hyped team is the B team, and we're obviously not supposed to take them seriously. I enjoy them, but I don't think we're supposed to take them seriously. You got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which still, even though they've been teaming for a while, I still think they're just two solo guys that are in a team. Yeah. Let's see, I made it a short rant. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. We got the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Good Brothers. Oh, boy. I haven't been watching. I haven't uh, either, but I'd be willing to bet they give these guys about four minutes each show at tops. Yeah. <laughs> I could just see that. Um... Got it at the pre-show. Bludgeon Brothers have had it for, what, one title defense on a pay-per-view? I believe so, yeah. yes, sir. Yeah, let's go to the Super, Super Hammer Bros. 
Alright, pasty with the Super Hammer Brothers. And I'm going a similar route, but different. I'm going the Brothers of Bludgeon. So for those of you keeping score, we're actually both saying the Bludgeon Brothers. I want the Good Brothers to win, if it's any consolation. I, you know what? I want to see the Good Brothers get pushed. On a and I'd like to see them get a title, but the Bludgeon Brothers need to be built up strong. They need to hold these titles for a while if they're going to be taken seriously. Because these two guys... Would you say they've broken away from Bray Wyatt's stigma yet? Or do you think a lot of people still look at them as the Wyatt family? I I think they've broken away from the Wyatt stigma. Um, I think there is still a, a, a percentage of people who still associate them as Wyatt's. As soon as you've cemented in the Bludgeon Brothers as this thing, and it's good, and it's great, they're going to be back as the Wyatt family again. Know, they'll probably right? still keep the Bludgeon Brothers angle, but they'll be back with Bray Wyatt. Because they're going to try to use the Bludgeons to get Wyatt over, and what it'll do is it'll just right. pull the the Bludgeon Brothers down. Yeah. It's, God. Can you imagine, like, honestly, what, three... Four years ago, five, I'm trying to think of how long Wyatt's been, been popular. Would you have ever imagined we were worried about the about Bray Wyatt bringing the Bludgeon Brothers down? Bringing <laughs> Luke Harper and, and Eric Rowan down? To me, it's still all about Luke Harper. That's what's happened, man. That's it what's was happened. back then, and it still is now. But the Bludgeon Brothers are definitely better than they were as just Harper and Rowan. Yeah. This, and they, that theme song. I love that theme song. They definitely, it's a case of them getting a rehaul in their character and actually working with it and using it. Sometimes it kills a group, sometimes it, it helps them. You know, when Primo and Epico got changed to Los Matadores and then to the um, travel agents, neither one of them worked for crap. I want the Bludgeon Brothers in a two-on-one handicap match against Braun Strowman with Bray Wyatt as a special guest ref. Book it for WrestleMania. But you're just asking for the brothers to get squashed, man. No, I'm asking them to destroy Braun. Everybody can come out in the end looking good. And Bray, that would be where Bray helps them out a little bit as well. It'd be cool. I think Vince would, would never let them beat Bray, um, uh, Braun Strowman. But yeah, you but never if know. it wasn't a clean win... Yeah, and you never know what's going to happen in six months plus. Maybe... I mean, that'd be a good match, though. You have to admit. Oh, I would. I would enjoy it. It'd be. A, it'd be what good old Jr. And Ray's mind games leading up to it. He could be playing both sides. Like, yeah. What good old Jr. would call a slobber knocker. Really. Really. So we got old Bludgeon Brothers. Next match, we got Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. Why? I still don't know why. why. <laughs> That's a good question. The first match. I don't know why it's even on here. I don't know. Maybe I haven't heard about anybody giving a shit about this in the weeks that have happened. And I definitely don't give a shit about this. So I'm not sure what the point of it is, to be honest. But. Uh, obviously, Cass has to go over here, right? Otherwise, well, he lost the why last the fuck one. Are you still doing this? He lost the last one, so it doesn't make a. Uh, Daniel make a 
him tap out again on SmackDown. Did he? I, I think that happened. Well, it'll be... You know, it, it's hopefully it's one of the things where either Big Cass wins and they do something with this feud, or Daniel Bryan just beats him. But then Cass, everything they've done for Cass, I think it, it, you've lost it. If he gets beat twice clean, yeah, that's that's not good f- to build him up. Then again, I don't know what they're doing to build people up nowadays. They seem so... We say it almost every week, or at least I do. They just seem so lost, the writers do. Unless they've got a, a brilliant fucking scheme in the back of their mind that they're building all of these two slowly, which would be awesome, but I do not believe. Um, they just don't seem to know what they're doing with anyone. I'd rather see a, a build between Brian and Braun. That would be a good story. That would be a good story. Yeah, David versus Goliath. I mean, Cass is David versus Goliath too, but he's not as much of a Goliath. And he just doesn't win anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You need to stop wasting your time with Daniel Bryan on these matches that our people don't care about. Give yeah. him... Give, give us what we've been waiting years for. There's so many people who deserve to feud with Daniel Bryan more. Right? I want to see Daniel Bryan versus Jinder Mahal. Book it! <laughs> That'll be the next one. Just me. That's a Matt Classic. Submission. <laughs> Two out of three taps match. Um, a title that has been elevated, I would say, lately. The Intercontinental Championship is on the line as the champion Seth Rollins takes on the Drifter Elias. Um, I did see Elias walloped Seth Rollins with the guitar on the Raw leading up to this. Yeah, I think but, I caught a highlight or two of that. Um, um, I like how they've been building Elias. He'd be a great IC champion. Rollins is great too, but he deserves better. But Elias could do for the championship what The Miz did easily probably a little more. I'm going to walk with him. Alright. WWH. Walk with him. I think I think Rollins is kind of right now taking the place of the man while Brock is not performing. So I honestly think they're going to keep the title on Rollins until Brock comes back and, and wins or loses, but until Brock is actually making appearances. And we know he's not going to until SummerSlam. He's not going to be at um, Extreme Rules. We know that. Or we, I mean, that's what we're told is his next thing is going to be at SummerSlam. So yeah, I don't see Rollins losing it yet. I would love for Elias to have it. But I think if, if you're doing who's the face of the company, who's holding your championship for your brand... Which right now, the IC title is the championship brand, the face of it. I think mm. you stick with, with, I think Rollins keeps rolling, man. Okay. Alright. And we got another match. Nobody <laughs> knows why we have it. Nobody gives a shit about it. It's Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. The two people with, <laughs> this is like, this could be called potential versus potential. Or wasted right. potential versus wasted potential. Two great, yes. great guys, great athletes, um, good personalities that are just being wasted right now for, 
I don't know why. Because there's Apparently too many there people. there was an obstacle course this week. <laughs> I don't know. It's ridiculous. You could do so much better. These guys could have a good feud if you would have just wrote right. Yeah. What you're doing. And then, and then to like... Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley have the worst promo in a very long time. Yes, agreed. The next week you call it out and then proceed with the worst promos (laughs) of all time, week after week. It's almost like a gag. Like it's a rib. It's a rib. It's stupid. This is what made me stop watching your product, WWE. This is a big part. This is the next match. I'm fairly serious. <laughs> you mean Wasted Potential Part 2? Uh, wasted Potential versus No Potential. <laughs> That's not true. I think Mahal has potential. Yeah, as a um, member of the three-man band. He doesn't have main event potential, but he's got... Mid-card potential, definitely. Okay. Are you picking somebody or am I going first? Um, you can go first, because I don't fucking know. I don't well, care. I think with as little as they've done with him so far, and as much as Sami Zayn means nothing to anybody, I think, at this point, if you don't have Bobby's sister's brother win, which would be Bobby Lashley... I, I don't see what you're doing. If you have Sami Zayn beat Bobby Lashley, again, it, it's another thing of what what do you... Then Bobby Lashley has nothing. It goes back to Daniel Bryan beating Big Cass. It's like, then you've just you you've just taken all legitimacy away from these characters. And Sami can lose, because Sami doesn't win anyways. I mean, and, and his whole shtick is he's the That's underdog the from the underground. So it's like, right? Like, why not? I guess this this feud makes sense if all you're gonna do is feed Sammy to Bobby, have Bobby beat yeah. him two or three times, clean, good, decisive, and help build Bobby because it's not gonna hurt Sammy anymore. Sammy's pretty yeah. low on the totem pole right now, if you ask me. As much as I would love Sammy to to, to win, as I prefer watching him. Uh, there's no way. There's no way. And everybody saw the outcome of this feud when they started it. Oh, yeah. And it's just, I don't know, maybe it's the duration between pay-per-views now, but it's like, this is not a story that needs this much build. It's not... So I'm going with Booby Ashley. Booby Ashley. And you know, like you said, this is the duration of pay-per-views and this doesn't need that big of a build. Back in the 80s and even early 90s, they would have storylines that could get started, build up, and culminate in between pay-per-views. Not everything right. has to culminate at a pay-per-view. You could start a Sami Zayn-Bobby Lashley feud, have it run three weeks, and have a big payoff as a main event of WWE Raw. Have a big deal. I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing that. I think the fans would be all right with that. You know, it would be even good as well if you fucking started this feud this week. 
because not every feud needs to start at the beginning of the gap between pay-per-views either. Correct. Correct. And this this would be a better last-minute match than a full-on build. So, yeah. The only thing I see is maybe Sami Zayn pulling it out if there's some Kevin Owens interference. You know, but... Which is possible. But I don't see that happening. Owens seems to be on his own track. Which yeah, is they're kind of doing their own thing right now. Which is good. I'm with it. I'm with it. Have them split up, have them come back together, let it just be fluid. It'll be fun. So now we've got two of America's most unwanted. Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. We have the big dog versus the modern day Maharaja. We've got the Rock's cousin versus the Singh brothers' butt buddy. <laughs> Roman Roman Reigns wins the match. Has to be. Yeah. Why would you have gender go over here? I don't know. I mean, Unless you're gonna continue. Oh, you could do it again at Extreme Rules, I guess. They could have a Punjabi prison match. Oh my God! Don't say it! Don't say it! Don't say it! Every time you say. Every time you say Punjabi prison match, some some poor Indian kid dies of Malaysia of ma, not Malaysia ma, uh, malaria Malaysia. <laughs> uh, this is another one. It's like if they're gonna keep pushing the poor me Roman storyline, the best thing to do is have Mahal beat him. I don't know that they can bring Roman lower than they have him now, but. I'm going to assume they want to build him up at some point, and I think beating a former WWE champion is a good way to do it. And Roman Reigns wins this. I think this is going to be... You know, sometimes we say there's a match that's going to be the sleeper match, and that's the match that not everybody thinks is going to be awesome, but it turns out being the best match. This is going to be a sleeper match, but only because you're going to go to sleep watching it. (laughs) These two guys. These two guys. That's all I can say. These two guys. (laughs) Moving on, we have the SmackDown Women's Championship match where the champion Carmella takes on the Empress of Today. I'm going to say it. She's the Empress of Today. The Empress of this Sunday. She's the Empress of today. I mean, she's already the Empress. Fuck this Empress of tomorrow. Is it this Sunday or is it next Sunday? It's this Sunday or we wouldn't be talking about it, Loke. Okay. Unless I'm making that up. In which case, it's next Sunday. Well, next Sunday is this Sunday. Because that's the next Sunday coming up. (laughs) I don't think we'd have all the matches if it wasn't this Sunday, would we? Um... I mean, don't get me wrong. We still don't know what fucking New Day member is going to be in there, but... It's it is this Sunday, trust me, local. It's it's Biggie. Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. Can't... Well, we'll get to we'll talk about that because I got a rebuttal for that when we get to that. What if they get to act as a tag team? <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about that when we get to it. That thought has crossed my mind, <laughs> <laughs> but I hope like hell not. It'd be great to piss the Miz off more. Carmella versus Oscar. What do we got here, Loke? Um. Well, Mella is money, but I hate her face. And Asuka is going to win here, probably. 
I think Carmella got the championship to put somebody else over. To be a sacrificial lamb, if you will. It's been a okay little run. It has been. It's been better it than elevated I thought her, it was going to be. And that's all that the championship is supposed to do. Yep. I know. I think she's and done great with it. She can hold it without it. She's um. She's better off now than before she won it, which is should always be the goal. Doesn't always end up that way, Baron Corbin. Constable Corbin. Constable. <laughs> but that's that's what it should be. The money in the bank, bank, excuse me, briefcase. It should it should just be an item that just elevates somebody. Why else would why else do you have it? Other than just a gimmick for one pay-per-view. I mean, it should be, there should be a plan behind it. And I think it's worked. Um, with that being said, I almost wouldn't be surprised if Carmella finds a way to win. I don't think it would be, I think it would be under dubious circumstances. But I think Asuka wins it here. I think Asuka goes on a winning streak. And I think somewhere, hopefully not as soon as SummerSlam, but somewhere down the line we get Asuka and uh, Ronda Rousey. But I hope they hold off on that. But That'd I'm be a going, little hard with them on different brands. But, um, except yeah. for their co-branded pay-per-view, so all they got to do is start a Twitter war and they can do it. <laughs> it's it's going to come, Pasty. Trust me, it's going to happen. You mean they just have to have a backstage segment? Hey, remember they, they created a whole... And Oscar um, walk up and say, hey, you know what I can do that you can't? <laughs> right. <laughs> remember they had a whole feud between four people... It was, I don't even remember who it all was. It was Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, maybe Ginger Mahal, all over a top 10 list that they literally only created that top 10 list for three weeks so they could create that feud between those four people. You almost don't even remember that, do you? No. The SmackDown Top 10. They created a SmackDown yeah, Top 10. And it's voted fun. on by the wrestlers themselves. And then they had Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, Ginger Mahal, and somebody else feuding over who was who was better. Well, you weren't rated as high as I was. And, oh, shut up. They had it for three weeks. Um, so we'll follow up the SmackDown Women's Championship with the Raw Women's Championship. This is another head-scratcher for me, Pasty. We got the champion, Nia Jax, going in against Ronda Rousey. I'm not... I'm not solidified in my choice yet. I have a choice written down. I'm not. I'm not solid in that. It's not set in stone, Pasty. So go ahead and let me hear what you have to say. Or do you want? Do you want me to? Hard for me, and it's hard for me because it's something I saw on the internet today, and Don't that was a posting for Extreme Rules, and Extreme Rules said it would be Ronda Rousey's debut singles match. So I'm kind of wondering if this fight even gets off the ground. The other rumor I heard was this was going to be a very short start and stop match. And so I'm thinking Nia attacks Ronda on her way down to the ring. And that's the whole thing. So are you going to dedicate to a non-match? Like a no contest? Yeah. All right. It doesn't even start. Well, I'm going to... I don't know. Either, either person has a lot to lose if they lose. 
Yeah. Is the worst part. This is Ronda That's Rousey's first start. That's single probably match. the best bet, right? Right? Oh, I would agree. I would agree. Um, now I, now I can come down and pretend she's Braun Strowman for ten minutes and throw her through a bunch of tables. And... I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going... I'm going to take the question marks off. I want to go Nia Jax. And here's my thoughts. I'm thinking of two things. Well, I'm thinking of three things. One, I'm thinking that Ronda hasn't been built as the toughest and best thing so far outside of WrestleMania. So maybe they want to plant doubt in our minds and, and have her be somewhat of an underdog against a big beast who's a pro wrestler. That's It's a possibility. Um, my other thought is, I don't think they know what they're doing with Jax. I think they, I, they don't know if they want to make her heel or face. I could see Nia Jax winning with help of Stephanie McMahon because Stephanie hates Ronda and that, that would that would be the, the Nia Jax heel turn or it could be something where not... Stephanie can hold the title in her face and say, you'll never get this, Ronda! Right? Or it could be something where Stephanie like helps Nia without Nia knowing and that builds towards the Nia Jax um, heel turn, you know what I mean? Like sat, plants the seeds... I'll, I'll go Nia Jax. Um, there's, you know, there's a good chance that, um, there's a good chance that Nia Jax could win by DQ, or, lo- you know, could lose by DQ, so Ronda would win, but Nia would still remain champion. I just, I don't know, I don't know why you'd take it off Nia so soon, and if you're building her up the way you're building her up. Unless they gave her the championship and then watched her promos. <laughs> that That's true. I'd take it away from her. I'd be like, yeah, you're not ready for this. So, but Ronda's not super strong on the mic yet either. But right. she's Ronda Rousey. Nia Jax is not but, Ronda yeah. Rousey. Let's say that she, first and foremost. Yeah. It, it looks a lot better with the title uh, on Ronda. Than I'm going to go with Nia Jax. Nia I'm going to go with Nia Jax. They could always do something. Later on down the line. And as I'm pleading no contest, obviously Nia Jax will leave with the championship. So I'm, I'm not against you. There you go. All right. We'll just keep on the female train and go to the women's money in the bank ladder match. Which sees Sasha Banks, Alexa Bliss, Charlotte Flair, Lana... Lana! Sorry. Becky Lynch, Ember Moon, Naomi, and Natalia facing off <laughs> for the coveted Money in the Bank briefcase. There's a lot to ponder in this one. A lot to ponder in this one. I know, and there's so many options that I hate that I'm... Uh... Right there with your question mark. <laughs> First of all, I'll say I don't think Alexa Bliss or Charlotte needs the, the briefcase, so I don't think they're going to win it. I don't see the point of putting and it on Bliss there. Bliss has already had No, Bliss hasn't had it. Bliss hasn't she, had it. She, she could be a good holder for it, but she doesn't need it, right? She would, yeah, she would. As good as Carmella was, Alexa Bliss would be like Carmella on estrogen, man. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I think she would be 
awesome. But yeah, I don't think she needs it. And as, as I went through and spent five minutes saying on the Carmella one, this should be something that elevates somebody. And Alexa Bliss does not need elevation. To me, there's... Well, actually, there's a lot of people who need... Okay, l- let me say who I don't think will get it. Alexa Bliss, Charlotte, Lana. Don't think there's any chance of any of them. I want Lana to get it. I don't. That's my want. I don't. <laughs> Especially since Carmella got it last year, is it just yeah, going to be like the yeah. be the same thing over again? Yeah, she wouldn't um, win when she cashed in. We're at a horrible point where Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch both and Naomi need something to elevate them. Yeah, and Sasha would probably do the be- the most with it. Although Becky Lynch would probably benefit the most. Sasha would be the best holder of it out of those three. Becky could probably use it the most out of those three. Ember Moon's new enough. There's no reason for her to get that. Just let her fight for another year without winning a title. She's awesome. Natalia has the storyline with Ronda Rousey. So right there, having the briefcase right. is a good thing. Whether or not Ronda wins the championship, it's still a positive. Well, there is also speculation that the women's championship will be after the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Which I had heard have... rampant rumors that Natalia wins it and cashes in the same night. You you could she could, whether on Nia or good. Ronda, she could she could right. do it on Nia and then Ronda would be like, "That's not cool." That's yeah, you know, and start a rift between them. Um, and Natalia could also use it. She's they're elevating her a little bit by putting her with Ronda. They're obviously elevating her. Her stock is higher than it's been for a long time, just yep. in association with Ronda. So I think if if I'm booking this match, which they usually don't do what I'm booking, but to me that Natalia has a few positives and only like one or two negatives, where everybody else only has like one thing that that they benefit from it. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Natalia, Miss Daughter the the Anvil Nightheart. Yes, my Little girl. Kitten. Twitter, at Natty by Nature. And you're going Natty by Nature also? Yes. <laughs> it makes the most sense. Out of anybody there, I could never see Charlotte to hold the briefcase. It would be lame. I could see it later on in years when it's become more mundane, like the men's one. Just for storyline reasons. But yeah, Charlotte never yeah. needs it. She's always going to be in the title picture. Um, yeah. Even though it did, yeah. I think both of us voted her as the most overrated female wrestler last year, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. Yes, we did. Suck on that, Charlotte. Uh, men's <laughs> Money in the Bank ladder match. About just as as head-scratchy here. We got Finn Balor versus The Miz versus an unknown New Day member, or at least a to-be-determined. Not like he's unknown, like there's a new New Day member. (laughs) It's not that. Cheeseburger, the newest, the mascot for the New Day. He would work for them, and they'd just start throwing cheeseburgers at people. It'd be like Lonnie at Dactronics. I don't know if you were around for those years, but... um, I remember that. (laughs) Kevin Owens, Bobby Roode, Rusev, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. 
there's obviously a few names that stand out here. One thing I will say, so let okay, let's let you and I talk about the New Day thing first. We got to discuss that before we go any farther, obviously. So you think it's going to be Big E? I do, unless they do that crazy, the New Day is allowed to tag in and out, which would be a lot of fun, and it sounds exactly like what I would do with the New Day. I I think I, I don't think you want or at least I don't want Big E to be it because it's a money in the bank ladder match. You can have some big guys and some small guys, but you already got Kevin Owens, Rusev, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. You got four big guys who aren't known for flipping, flying, and flopping. I mean, don't get me wrong, Owens and, and Joe can can get hardcore and do some crazy shit. We've seen um Kevin Owens get get his back, get bent backwards, his back over a ladder at one of them from Sami Zayn. I think it was at WrestleMania in one of the ladder matches. I mean, don't get me wrong. They can do some crazy stuff. But they're obviously not the the more cruiserweight, high-flying guys. The Miz is, is a smaller guy who can definitely have a badass match. But again, he's not going to do a lot of the high spots. So you basically have Finn Balor... Bobby Roode, he's another Miz. He's not big, but he's not going to do a lot of high spots. You don't have nobody to compliment Finn Balor in this match. So that's where I say it needs to be either Xavier or Kofi. And I'm going to say Kofi because this might have nothing to do with WWE creative. But I know both Xavier and Big E have really been talking about how they really feel Kofi deserves one one championship reign as the world title or WWE title holder. And I would agree with Kofi's tenure. I think it's time they Mark Henry him or Kane him and just give him a title just because he's been there for so long, has been loyal, and continues to do so much for them. Um, he's gone through shitty gimmicks. He's made the best of a bad gimmick with New Day. Um, he's their They've all made monkey. the best out of that gimmick. Yeah, 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 they did. They did. But but I'm saying, he, you know, he had the Ghana or he had the Jamaican gimmick and everything too and that obviously was crappy he's the spot fest at every royal rumble he puts his his body on the line at every royal rumble well this time it wasn't as much he just piggybacked but you know um i'm gonna say kofi fuck i just talked myself into who who's winning i'm gonna ah, no i'm gonna say kofi is the (laughs) new day member I'm still torn between two guys for who wins it. But I'm going to go with Kofi for the New Day member. Okay. St- stuck like between two all. guys to win it, though. I would love Xavier to be in it. He would be awesome. Just, yeah, I voted him get... as my most underrated uh, wrestler in, in wrestling, not just WWE, right. last week. He's awesome. Um... Yeah, I'm going to say Big E in the match if they don't do that weird tag team thing. Right. And my pick to win is The Miz. I'd love Owens to win, though. But Braun's going to get taken right out of the match. Everybody's going to be against Braun all the time. See, Braun is always in the back of my head as, God, why would you have him in this match if he's not winning? 
But he also I would again, like him to win. He seems to me like a guy who I don't think needs the briefcase. I think it I think that lessens him. He should be able to just go on a match. Well, it doesn't necessarily lessen him if he has the title or the briefcase and does as has been done before, cashes in like beforehand, says at this pay per view I'm cashing this in against the champ. It makes it known. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I'm stuck between the Miz and Samoa Joe. See, unlike like the women's money in the bank match, like everybody you look at in this match would be pretty pretty good if they won it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, look at Rude, Rusev, uh, Owens. Owens is another one, yeah, I don't feel needs it, but man, his character could do a lot with it. Like, a lot like Alexa Bliss. Like, he would really... Yeah. Um, God. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with nobody I was thinking about. I'm going to go with Bobby Roode. Maybe this will help him turn heel or something. <laughs> I was thinking Miz or Samoa Joe. Strowman was always in the back of my mind. I almost talked myself into Kofi. So it's like, fuck it. Why not go with Roode? Why not go with the one you're not even thinking of? Surprise yourself, Mac. Just surprise yourself. <laughs> it's out of nowhere. Nobody knew it was coming. I didn't know it was coming. <clears throat> I just can't get out of my head that the Miz wins and cashes in on AJ Styles to lead up to the Miz versus Daniel, Daniel Bryan. It'd be a great storyline, and I'll I'll be I'll be more than happy to be wrong if that's what they do with it because that would be that would be the story. Um, that definitely would be the story, and then you could build it all the way up to where Daniel Bryan wins it from the Miz at WrestleMania. And that Daniel Bryan will maybe finally get his moment. That is, if he doesn't get fucking career-endingly injured at that WrestleMania match, which he likes to fucking right. do at his highest moments. <laughs> Stupid fucker. Well, it's because he's got to put more out there at the highest moments. That way it's even higher moment. I understand it. This is it. This is the pinnacle. It can't just be an easy match. That'd be stupid. Yeah, but when you kill your whole career for your one pinnacle, it's not the smartest thing to do. Just ask but Sting. It wouldn't just be ask for Finn Balor. This would be his what second or third good pinnacle. <laughs> it's not, only if, only if he gets to actually do something with it. I don't think I don't think handing it over the next day. I mean, that really so many people forget Finn Balor was the first Universal Champion. So One day, Daniel forget. Bryan will be inducted in the Hall of Fame as the man with the most career-ending injury. Right? Daniel Bryan, there's going to be a race. It's going to be, you know how they're like, will John Cena supersede Ric Flair's 16 title <laughs> reigns, right? Towards the end of Daniel Bryan's career, they're going to be like, will Daniel Bryan retire more times than Terry Funk? <laughs> He's only got one more to go. Can he make it? Are you going to give it to me, Vince? <laughs> oh, come on there, Daniel. The Funkster's got to have the most. 
I gotta have the most retirements, Daniel. If you retire one more time, I'm gonna wrestle another match so that I can retire. <laughs> Fucking 107 year old Funk versus and Daniel Bryan. It's gonna Bryan. be against you. <laughs> yeah, they can both retire and then have to both come out of retirement again for the rematch. <laughs> Once in a lifetime, twice. Right. And then they'll have to have the rubber match. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, if this doesn't blow us away, I'm going to be super disappointed. <laughs> because I've been disappointed. Um, the last match was actually oh, really God. good, but not as good as it could have been again. So we're talking about a last man but standing match, match the same as the last for WWE Championship. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which by definition, like Pasty just pointed out, could end the exact same way as their last match did. There's no rule against that. I almost see that happening, and then um, Paige coming out and restarting it or something, you know what I mean? Like... I don't know the, the, what bothers me. This scares me, Pasty, is what the next pay-per-view is. Extreme rules. And it almost seems like that's where they would blow this off. Like, if these two still are down for the fucking 10 count, they're going to have an extreme rules match of some kind. Hell in a cell, right? Which they could still just all both be down for a 10 count. You can lose that way. Punjabi prison match. <laughs> Now another poor Ethiopian boy has Malaysia. He's got to go to a doctor in malaria to get it fixed. The malarian doctors can take care of that Malaysia for you. Oh, shit. What? Because of what you said, I don't know how I said this, just probably because of the irreverence. Uh, E3 in the PlayStation in the Sony conference, there was a little cut cartoon from Justin Roiland, and they announced oh, that their nice. uh, pr- Justin Roiland is putting out a game on PS4. Fun. Yeah, that should I'm be excited for it. Maybe fun. Maybe fun. Roiland doesn't have the best track record by himself. He's like the Vince Russo of cartoons. Have you ever watched um, The Adventures of Doc and Marty? Yeah. Horrible, horrible fucking... I would never watch it. Never. It's just so awful. If they put but that on Adult Swim... It. I don't. I don't watch it. Rick and Morty is nothing like that show. Like, not even close. They just happen to have similar characters. So it's one of those things, it's like, ah, I don't know, man, if Roiland... I think Roiland's the Vince Russo of, of shows. It's like Dan Harmon's Vince McMahon, like Community and, and Rick and Morty. It's like, you can say all these things he helped form into something great. Roiland, man, I don't know. Some of his shit is just kind of... Although he does have a... Um, oh, no, no. It, Roy, actually, yeah, Roiland's a character on one of the writer's shows that's on... Um, Adult Swim, which I would like to watch and I still never have. I forget what it's called. Something like Pasadena or something weird like that. I'm, I'm making shit up. But anyways. Um, no, that could be interesting. Right away, my, my mind goes to like a Cuphead type game, but I don't know. I think it'll be cool. 
I'm just worried. I'll, I'll be interested to see it. Like I said, I just I don't like him unfiltered. From what I've seen of Royland unfiltered, some of his shorts and especially the Doc and Marty stuff, it's like that's not something I would like to watch. Personally, I mean, there's an audience for it, I guess. I guess. Well, we'll all see how it pans out. Sounds cool, though. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, last man standing. Pasty, is anybody standing when we're done? Um. I'm going to say what I don't want. That's my biggest fear. That it ends the same way? No. What I put down, but... I just feel that it's going to lead to... I'm going AJ Styles, and I just feel it's going to lead... I don't think it's over yet. I think they're going match, what is it, six now? Or match five at Extreme Rules. I think they find some kind of fuck finish again. Go for a best of seven series that was never announced. Oh, what if... uh, Shit. What if somebody cashes in and wins the championship before the match is over, a la Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? Yeah, the Miz. Uh, yeah, and then AJ and Shinsuke never had a, an ending to their match. That could be the way they fucking fuck finish their feud it. could continue without the championship, and it yeah. could be well done. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's where they would move on to Extreme Rules, because it never even ended here. Just two men hungering for the blood of each other's testicles. So I wonder, if, if, if Miz cashes in while it's a last man standing match, does he have to be the last man standing, or can he pin him? You know what he could do? It could be down to like eight and he could run out and cash in at eight and just stand there <laughs> and then nine, ten, and he wins, right? That's a missed thing to do, that's for sure. It is. I don't know. That's too smart. I don't see them doing I think, that. I think probably probably what'll happen something along the lines of AJ's about to win it, Shinsuke's down for the count. Miz runs out, hits him with uh skull crushing finale, cashes it in, and stands there for ten seconds. He could do that, too. Especially after it's been like a, you know, 20-minute match or so, and they're both beat up to all hell. Maybe somebody busted open the hard way. Why not? There should be some blood here. You're not picking the Miz. Maybe we'll get the nut cup. I'm not picking the Miz? Well, I'm saying, yeah, you're not picking the Miz. This could be where we get the nut cup. The, um... The fistful of dollars nut cup, the Marty McFly nut cup, the, you know. What if both money in the banks were cashed in on the same night at the pay-per-view? I think that would be a super waste. That'd be a super waste. I just don't want it. Natalia cashed in to fuck over Ronda Rousey, and The Miz cashed in on AJ. It's one or the other. It's not both. That'd be such well, a Well, I already shot for one. I feel like it would be stupid for me to not shot, shoot for two and get one right. You want to call it a no contest? I'm going to call it no, Miz. You're gonna, you can't, you can't, really? I'm doing it. That, 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 not only are you saying that somebody who isn't in the Can't match is going right to win. Here, our score leading up to it means nothing. No, no, fuck you. <laughs> That's this not how it works. This is of picks, yes. No. You, you don't yes. get to just make up rules. This so you're, so you're banking on not only somebody who's not in the match winning, but the fact but that the Miz, the Miz will money win the, the money bank. in the bank also. Yes. Yes. 
You know what? If you want to, <laughs> if you want to go for it, I'm gonna do it. I want to go for it. Shit, so. Listen to this, pasty. If you want to go for it, I'm gonna give you nine points for it. <laughs> okay. So it is the nuclear missile or, of pick. Uh, five points. I don't want to give you too much. I want a chance. And if I get it wrong next week, I have to make a music video of me singing Stephanie McMahon's theme song. Like Luke Owen did. And got kidnapped. Did you watch all that shit? That was madness on WrestleTalk for a minute. Luke Owen got kidnapped and replaced by another Luke Owen. Oh, and then, yeah, Owen? yeah, and then, then they got El, Fake, El Faco, or what is his name? <laughs> yeah. You can trust uh, him. <laughs> you can trust El Faco. Yeah, I see, I see that. <laughs> I'm loving what they're doing with Wrestle Talk now. Like they got a story going on while they're giving us our news. It's beautiful. Yeah, they kind of took a, a page from um, Channel Awesome with having storylines within them, and I love it. I don't know if anybody watches Channel Awesome out there that listens to this, but I know like, well, the um, the Nostalgia Critic has always had a storyline, but. Um, Walter Benaziak has always done top five, and he has top five best and top five worst. But now he's been doing storylines where he ended up getting kidnapped to an alternate dimension, and and then they he got t- taken over by the evil Dino Rob, and they made copies of him. And first he came back in a Power Ranger type storyline, and then there was a um, a Mario and Luigi type storyline where a Waluigi version of himself kidnapped. The girls and yeah, I love it. I love putting a little. It adds something to it. You get the news and you get a little storyline. If you and I were more clever, we could do something like that. But we're not. <laughs> it takes a lot more writing. Not currently. I just had one more project into the week. And having to have video, you almost have to have video to do something like that. What? They had fucking stories on the radio. I know the Phantom. Yeah. They had a lot of stories on the radio. Dick Tracy. They were good. Actually, I guess that's the big thing now, too, with a lot of podcasts or actual, like, old radio shows. Good for them. Yeah, I've been seeing that. I've been seeing that. I have, have not tuned in. I haven't either. I also either. most Dungeons & Dragons, except for sometimes I'll be listening to Harmon Town, and they yeah. do that. Harmon Town's getting back in front of a live studio audience. Just to piss them off. I like him better when he's not in front of a live studio audience. I'm not going to lie. I think the ones I followed were ones that were not in front of a live studio audience. He's, um, was it this? I think this week was... That'd be like me just calling my dogs in here and letting them play and bark. I want to say this week was the first time he got back in front of a live studio audience. But... Yeah, Harmontown. Harmontown is good stuff. It can drag on at some points. Sometimes I skip stuff when they just start babbling, and it's like, meh. But then I'm like, eh, that probably what our listeners hear when Pasty and I start babbling sometimes too. But it's a podcast. You can just skip ahead if you want, and then you just get past it. Why not? Unless you're listening live, and then you have to endure what we put out for you. Just like our loving listeners. So what are we doing? You're picking the Miz, seriously? I'm picking the fucking Miz. 
All right, I'll I'll go here right now. I'm I'm not even saying this is out of the realm, but I'm gonna say if you're ballsy enough to do it. Well, let's let's put it this way: Are you ballsy enough to go all or nothing? Um, well, I mean, it's nine points. If I'm wrong, it's nine points off, isn't it? No, we don't minus points here. Fuck well, it. I mean, let's just go. Let's just go pasty white. If you get rid of the nine points, if you win this, you win it. You're ballsy enough to go for it. I'm ballsy enough to let you do it. If you win it, you uh, win it. If the Miz wins the championship during the last man standing match, this doesn't mean afterwards. This means that there is not a conclusion with AJ or not or Nakamura. Not even a no contest, right? That's what you're saying? It's during the match? During the match. It's right at the finish. It is the finish. All right. Well, usually the, when somebody wins, it's the finish. Not always, but usually. <laughs> and, and, and because I'm doing this, I'm going to slightly alter my theorem on the Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey. And that's Natty goes to cash in probably hits Ronda Rousey with the briefcase and doesn't successfully get to cash in. It's a disqualification because she hit her with the briefcase. I'm still saying no contest on that match, but I'm just changing the foreshadowing. Okay. Yeah, I definitely don't see two people both cashing in successfully. And I and I think it would be yeah. a waste. If you got two gimmicks, use both yeah, gimmicks. Yeah, and really all you need is Natalia just trying to cash in during their match to have yep. that. And then you can cause that rift between Rhonda and her. Yep. Mm-hmm. I hear it. And it can be it can be more of a slow burn that way too. Alright. So if you don't get this right, Pasty, you can still win it. If you if you beat me on everything else, even though we got a lot of things the same. Um but if you if no, you win this one even but, if I'm winning yeah. everything else Oh, you don't have... Who did you pick for the... Uh, oh, you picked the Miz. You don't have anybody written down there. I'll write you in. I just fixed it. I, I oh, fixed it. Oh, shit. Well, I fixed it, too. So we both fixed it. <laughs> Should be double fixed. All right. So there you go. You heard it here, folks. I don't know what you heard. Bunch of babbling and shit. I'd, I'd fucking... I'd switch over to, like, fucking Harmontown or something if I was... How young. good would this be for the Miz? If, if I'm right. This would be great. I mean, he's doing better now than he's... He's doing better now in his career than he did when he main-evented WrestleMania. (laughs) Isn't that fucked up to say? But he is. He's in a better place now than he was when he main-evented WrestleMania. And that's my thing, too, is he deserves to main-event another WrestleMania. And if he and Daniel start a series at SummerSlam, that could culminate at WrestleMania. You realize how many listeners right now are going to Google to find out if Miz actually ever WrestleMania, a main event at a WrestleMania? <laughs> One of the most forgotten matches of all time. And rightfully so. It wasn't, it wasn't his, a great his championship match. run. His first WWE championship run was off of a cash-in, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was very forgettable. Very forgettable. Well, this time won't be. No. No, it'll be good. It'll be good. And you got to assume uh, Maurice will be coming back sometime, you would think. So that could only help. Maybe she stays off, but I would assume they bring her back shortly. 
Miz doesn't need anybody anymore. I mean, it's always been a good part of his character, but watching him stand on his own two feet is what I've really enjoyed. See, you and I both said Lana was kind of holding him back there towards the end, but I don't think, I think WWE sees, I think WWE, or no, not, sorry, not, uh, Maurice, sorry. I think WWE sees money in Maurice. And with her being a TV star now and everything, they're definitely getting her back on WWE TV. And we don't need a wrestling. Yeah, but with that touring schedule, what, they just bring a baby with them? No, you just fucking, somebody takes care of the baby. They got money, they don't. They got a reality show. How about, who wants to be our nanny? They'll have a fucking reality competition for who the fuck's (laughs) gonna watch the kid while they're gone. It'll be one of the broads that fucked Flava Flav back in the day. Just watch. Uh, the kid's whole life is gonna be a reality show. No, Miz can Miz can get his can do his own bus and shit like that, and have Maurice and the baby and everything with. Yeah, why not? That baby's gonna grow up weird. That's all I'm saying. Well, long, long before any of this happened, we knew that was going to happen. <laughs> oh, do we got any more things that we want to touch on with Money in the Bank, or do we want to move on to NXT TakeOver Chicago? Bigger, 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 bigger. So no Bray Wyatt and, and Matt Hardy on this card. No, there's a lot of people who aren't on this card, which is good. Again, I think that's good. I think we, we spread people out. Um, Vince still doesn't seem high there Matt Hardy and no. Ray Wyatt. It's just been one joke after joke it's after nothing. joke. It's, that's all it is is nothing. It's I don't understand it because they could be doing so much good with this. Right Let now. me say this. And other than maybe the money, probably the money, other than the money, I think um, at least definitely Matt Hardy would be doing so much better in the current Impact Wrestling than he's doing in WWE. Yeah. I'd go out on a limb and say he'd be doing... Or even best in New Japan. I'd go out on a limb and say he'd be doing wonderful. But, we'll see. And with with, um, Impact working with um, uh, uh, um, Lucha Underground... Matt Hardy's uh, broken character would work fucking awesome in Lucha Underground. Oh, Could yeah. you imagine? I mean, it's like he came out of Lucha Underground, just to be honest. And with them losing people like Ricochet and shit that that are and uh, oh no, Brian Cage is still there, but they've been losing people. They lost um, there you go. Rey Mysterio. They lost Ricochet. They lost people. Trying to think who was all there. Joe, I think is Joey Ryan still with them or not? Um, I can't think of it. I don't know. I do know Joey Ryan's wrestling at a upcoming Wrestlepalooza show here in I Minnesota. I know, I know, I've seen that. He actually does a lot of Minnesota dates, which is odd because I always thought he was a California guy. But it seems like a lot of Minnesota shows I see. Oh, you know what they say about Minnesota? We're the California of the North. <laughs> You know what? Everybody says that, Pasty. Everybody says that. That's another t-shirt right there. (laughs) 
Minnesota, we're the California of the North. <laughs> I love it. I love that. <laughs> That'll be beer koozies. You know what I thought was you know what I thought was funny, pasty. There was a um, there was a get together, like a big get together. They got people from all over the country, right? It was it was um, it was actually put together by it was put together by a rabbi. So it was kind of a Jewish thing, but you didn't have to be Jewish. But there's a lot of Jewish people that were going to it. It's out in Colorado, and it was this camp, and um. It was basically for people with, like, um, ADD, ADHD, shit like that. It's similar kind of stuff that they have a hard time, you know, paying attention, shit like that. And uh, they were they were camping out here in, in Colorado just recently. And, you know, those fires in Colorado, right? Yeah. Burned up fires almost... In it's fucking, it's just, it's horrible because I'm, I'm not kidding you, man. That forest fire burned up almost every Jew at that concentration camp. <laughs> uh, so it's a sad fucking story, Pacey. It's a sad fucking story. One that they'll probably bury in our history. You know, they won't talk about it. Right. Not right. the way it needs to be. Um, Oh, you fuckers. Yes, folks, send your hate mail to at Beef6CSB at Twitter. <laughs> or uh, or FatMacBSB yeah. at gmail.com. Send it our way. Send that shit to FatMac. I don't even want to see it. I had nothing to do with that joke. <laughs> send it on. Mm. All right. With that being said, let's go to Chicago. I really want them to start. Let's go. I know they're not going to. See a punk return imminent. <laughs> I really want them to start. Um. Oh, let's talk about that. What's the odds of them putting Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal as the main event, man? No. That should be the first match. What are the odds? I'm just saying, do you, do you think in your mind there's any way Vince McMahon, who has put Roman Reigns' non-title matches above the world title match, just at the last pay-per-view? No, it's not going to happen here. Chicago would just own it. They have to make it first, because if they don't, they're totally going to get CM Punk chance throughout the whole day. Oh, yeah. Um... I want them to start going back to having clever names for takeovers instead of just a city. I don't like that. But. So let's go. Pasty, you and I are both also off the... We're, uh, we're, we're off NXT. We're off the wagon. I don't... I've watched the first probably three or four after the last takeover. And then I haven't watched shit since. So I'm, I'm way behind... I apologize, it's sad, but I'm honest. <laughs> so we got the NXT Tag Team Championship match. The Undisputed Era coming in as champions, which I haven't watched 
So I'm guessing that's still uh, Kyle O'Reilly and um, Roderick Strong is my guess. Versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Two beasts that they're really building up for NXT. Oni's never done it for me. And I'm not 100% sure who Danny Birch is. Another big beast. They were feuding and they became tag partners. You know how that works. Oh, yeah. The bar. You rage. I rage. Let's rage together. Yeah, no. I'm, uh... I'm gonna have to call NXT TakeOver Chicago Tuesday. That's right. The Undisputed Era's day. So... Because, too, this day rocks. Yes, yes, it does. I just noticed Adam Cole isn't on this TakeOver. What's up with that? Is he wrestling hey, in babe. the, uh, is he wrestling in TakeOver? Like, know. is he wrestling for the Undisputed Era? Let me, I'm going to click this real quick and see what's going on, man. I just noticed Adam Cole isn't on this. Is still out with the crutch? Well, yeah, but, um... Roddy had his... Okay, nope, they're showing Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. Well, if he's not on the pay-per-view or doesn't get a match before, then he'll probably be at ringside. Huh, that's just surprising. Yeah, he's gonna be there. He'll he'll be there. Um, I, I You know, NXT's really trying to push Oni and Danny as these, these beasts, especially Oni Lorcan. But I really think it's too soon for the Undisputed Era to lose their titles. Um, and I, everybody knows I'm just, I'm a mark for the, I guess you want to call it CFOS, the CFOs, CFOS, yeah, we'll call it what the What if CFOS. it's, uh, that'd be cool if it was Roddy Strong and Adam Cole defending against Tony Loker and the Danny Birch, because aren't they kind of doing a Freebird thing? They're not currently, but... or Well, I guess I don't know because I haven't been watching, but as far as I know, he won it with Roderick Strong, and Roderick Strong is in the picture that they're advertising it. So I don't know if they're doing a Freebird thing or not. It doesn't really mention it. it oh, excuse me, in WWE's um, little thing here. Lorcan and Burke have emerged as one of the black and yellow brand's grittiest duos. Yet the Undisputed Era remains as brazen and confident as ever, claiming their loss in a six-man tag match was a fluke, and insisting they're out of Lorcan and Burke's league. Will Lorcan and Burke earn the first taste of championship glory in the Windy City? Or can the Undisputed Era turn back their rough-and-tumble challengers and preserve their title reign? Find out when NXT Chicago streams live on the award-winning WWE Network on Saturday, June 16th at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. WWE emoji. (laughs) That's straight off of their website. So I'm guessing it's going to be Roddy and and O'Reilly. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Um, I'm going Undisputed Era also. I just, it's hard for me to root against them. Especially if, if Adam Cole isn't on here either. At least somebody from the Undisputed Era has to win. And if this is the only match they're on, they're winning it. Right. 
Next we have... You know, you always want to say one of these is, is like, going to be the match of the night. But, damn, if uh, two of these probably won't be match of the night. We got the king versus yeah. the prince. King Ricochet versus a Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream. Oh, man. You know, I've done this before, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I love Velveteen Dream. This is his time, and then it wasn't. And so I'm going Ricochet. I'm... I was really debating on this one, and uh, I like to see Ricochet start out strong and whatnot. I don't... I guess I don't know what they've done with Ricochet. I haven't got to see him in NXT, because I haven't been watching, and it's sad, but it's true. I get about it. I guess I could lie about it, huh? Uh, but just, um, because I think either one could win, either one could use it, and I would love to see this carry on, I'll go opposite of you, and I'll go the Velveteen Dream. Why not? I'll be happy with either one of them winning. That's the one thing, man, that's the problem with NXT is, like, at least 50% of the matches, you're like, yeah, I'll be happy with either one winning. Right, right. <laughs> So yeah, I'll, I'll go with I'm going with Team Dream, baby. Then we got the NXT Women's Championship match. Champion Shayna Baszler taking on the forgotten Nikki Cross. This is going to be really nice. It's going to be an interesting clash of styles. Not a Styles Clash. <laughs> I like Nikki Cross when she's not biting ring ropes. Shayna Baszler has not disappointed thus far. It's going to be a scrap, and I'm excited to watch it. Um, I'm going to go with Baszler for the win. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, it isn't even, I ain't even guessing it. I don't think you have somebody as tough and strong as Shayna and have her win the way she won and not have her go over. I mean, she, yeah, she she definitely has to win. She has to win, and I would say, I don't know where the storyline's going, so I don't know if they're going to continue this or not, but I would love to see her and Candice LeRae get into a thing together. I think that would be awesome! I don't know what Candice LeRae is doing. I don't know if she's had any matches. I don't know. I need to start watching NXT. Between NXT and Dominion, maybe I'll keep myself busy with just watching wrestling the next few days. The summer of everything else. I'm down with that. I'm down with making a pact like that. (laughs) I'm okay with that. It'd be so easy, and it would right be now so you easy. really don't need to watch Raw and SmackDown to hopefully call the pay-per-view to a team. Honestly, this last week, this last week, I even didn't get a chance to like watch or listen or read any reviews Same. Of, um, of WWE. The only thing I did was when I was um, 
when I was going through and uh, getting the information for the title matches, like like what what matches are going on, I would see a little excerpt about what happened. That's where I know like um, Elias ended up hitting Rollins with the guitar and stuff like that. But otherwise, I didn't even get to watch or read or listen or anything. Well, you got to see Corbin's bald head. It's not enough. I did watch uh, something else to wrestle with. The ECW. The did WWE, they do it on the network? They did the WWE ECW one. They did do it on the network. And from what I could tell from what Conrad said was originally they wanted to do a CM Punk episode because of everything going on with CM Punk. But they respected WWE's wishes with there being, at the time, an ongoing lawsuit. They said, okay, we won't do that. But they were going to do their WWE CW episode. And there was pushback on not only talking about CM Punk, apparently they didn't want him to talk about CM Punk at all on that, but also about... Conrad is a huge, like, ECW fan from the original days, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of Conrad just talking about how horrible WWE's ECW was, and they wanted to cut out a lot of that. And at least what I've seen, if they cut some stuff out, they may have, but there was a lot of just him being blunt about how the product was, and they did talk about CM Punk. So I, I it sounds like they did have to compromise somewhat, but he said it's the sh- they put out the show that they wanted to put out, so he uh, they obviously got their point across, even if they had to get rid of a couple things. So, you know, the good thing about shows like that, like the um, when they had the Austin one, and now that they got this one, is you can always go and listen to the one that's on podcast and has nothing to do with WWE, and they'll they can say whatever the hell they want there. So it's effectively the same show, just one is censored? Uh, well, no, it's a different show. But, um, I mean, it's not like they say this. No, no, it's not like the exact same audio. No, they, they're two different shows that they record specifically for each one. The one on WWE Network is recorded for WWE Network as a video, um, as a video cast. And they put in, um like clips of, of stuff that they're talking about and give you behind-the-scenes stuff. And the one that they do for their podcast is strictly a podcast one that they do for themselves that doesn't air on the network or anything like that, no. None of their podcasts are being aired on the network at all. The one they do for the network, they record a completely separate show for the network. Okay. But it's just that they got 100% carte blanche on their show. Where WWE, yeah, will censor the Fs and the goddams and um, and apparently a oh, handful of, of other things. It'll be interesting to see what happens when they talk about Benoit or TNA. I guess when it comes down to the fact that it was about CM Punk, I'm not upset about the censorship. Like That I makes sense because be... that's a legal issue. Yeah. And so I do understand that. Yep, I agree. It's it. You should respect legal issues, especially with anybody you're working with. That that shouldn't mm-hmm. even be a question. But oh, Vince Vince Russo would do his, that his first day back though. If... <laughs> Ain't that the truth, <laughs> bro, bro. Um. 
All right. Up next. All right. What probably match will the be the match of the night. Match um, of the century. Match of the, 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 the millennium. And I expect to see blood. We may not. They got to walk on eggshells down there in NXT, but I kind of expect to see blood. Street fight, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. This is one of those feuds that has lasted forever, and I'm not sick of it. Like, they've done this right. Are you ready for the fuck you Ciampa chance again? And is Ciampa not the best heel in all of wrestling right now? He is. He He comes out, he doesn't say anything, he gets no music. Ziggler, he's doing it right. I th- actually, I think you said that a while back, Pasty. I think, yeah. I think you're the one that said that. Yeah, he's doing Ziggler's gimmick right. Yeah, it's yeah like, Ziggler's the zag. And the and the the horrible thing is, there's so now now because he's such a good heel, he's getting the you're getting the Tommaso Ciampa lovers. The the Ciampa was right, you know. Hashtag Ciampa was right. It's like God, he was. I like a heel that can just be a heel, and and right now I'm enjoying watching him, but I still hate him. Still hate him. As a mark, I hate him. As a fan, I enjoy watching him, but I'm never going to say Ciampa was right. I hate him. And Mr. Wrestling, Johnny Wrestling, he's my guy. And he's been wronged. Where are you at on this one, Pacey, other than just fucking we're all winners? Well, that for certain. This is going to be a lot of fun. The last one was great. I'm excited to see how they improve. Maybe it'll end with a double nut shot in the 10 count. (laughs) Gargano's had some of the best matches in in the last year. God. Just both of them missile drop kicks to the testicles in the 10 count. (laughs) They do a drop kick and Uh, end up scissoring each other. <laughs> Good God, he's the heel. It's a street fight. Anything goes. Johnny won the last one. It only goes to say Champa probably wins this. Tomato champagne. Tomato champagne. You know, I actually started a tomato champagne business a while back. Um, it was after the first time I seen the Simpsons tobacco episode, and I was like, God, what else could you mix together? And it was tomato champagne. And um, I lost a lot of money, Pasty. I lost a lot of money. But you'll never believe who I sold a thousand crates of that stuff to. Who? Akon. Remember Akon? He used to rap. Was the biggest thing for a while. That motherfucker had tomato champagne every day, everywhere. <laughs> he thought it was going to be the next big thing. Yeah, that's how he lost his music career. Nobody <laughs> wanted to be around him anymore. He was spraying them with tomato champagne. Tell you what, though, if you get sprayed by a skunk, that's one of the best things ever to use. I still got a few crates in the basement that I save just for when uh, skunks come around. That shit will get that skunk smell right out. It's good stuff. <clears throat> Tomato champagne. Yes. <laughs> That's basically what I call a Michelada with the eight 
and Miller High Life. The champagne of beers. I called mine Crystal 57 sauce, but you know. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going, I'm going Tommaso Ciampa also. I expect him to just be ruthless. I mean, we could see Gargano just flip and just completely decimate Ciampa, which I hope we see some of that in there. But I, I want Ciampa to win. I want Ciampa to win. I hate to say this because I was just talking about the whole Ciampa's right movement or whatever. I wouldn't mind seeing Ciampa win the feud. I don't think it hurts Gargano. I think it helps Ciampa. I don't I think, think it hurts. This is going to be a classic feud, and 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 such. Johnny Gargano's the hero. Ciampa's the villain. Gargano's going to win in the end. And, and and it doesn't hurt Ciampa for Gargano to win in the end either. So I, I'm okay either way. This could. I agree with you. This could go down with like the. Um, Probably not the longevity, but this could go down with the Kevin Steen El Generico feud as just so classic. Uh, you know, rock stone cold. What if their rivalry went as far as war games and they both captain, captained two opposing war games? Teams? That would be great. I would love to see that. I would love to see it. And I would love to see it's like, Civil War, man. During the match, they're the last two in there. Or maybe Gargano's the first one just to take lead, but to, but Tommaso makes sure he's the last one. And while they're both in there, Ciampa does everything in his power to avoid him until just towards the end, and Gargano just goes to town on him and just decimates him during war games. And maybe that's how Gargano's team loses, is because he's busy doing that, and somebody else gets hurt, and then maybe it's like, Hey, Johnny, you should have had my back, man! You should have had my back! But you were too busy Fuck with you, Ciampa! Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Brings us to our main event. Probably my least excited main event for an NXT TakeOver in a long time. But I'm hoping they surprise me. We have NXT champion Aleister Black defending his title against Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan has done good. They're building him as a beast. Um, they're all over him. I just am not sold on him yet. I'm not sold on Lars. No. Not as a main eventer at all. No. Which I almost think maybe this is them getting close to putting him up to the, the main roster. I think the main roster is crowded right now and doesn't need another person. But that's the only thing. Though, I then he could go of. off and be buried, and we could just be done with him. That's true. It could be Constable <laughs> Sullivan. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, um, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just hope. I just hope at call up time, Triple H is like, Vince, take this guy. He's really big. You like him a lot. Just take him. You ever notice? No, 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 no. You leave Velveteen Dream right where he's at. Right? <laughs> you don't want him, Vince. You don't want... He's not ready. Velveteen Dream's not ready. <laughs> Take Lars. He's got main event written all over him. Ooh, but another guy for 
Oh shit, I'm fucking this one all the way up. Uh, <laughs> good laugh. Lars is another one of those guys too, though, I feel... He's big in NXT, but when he gets to WWE, he's not going to look like a big guy at all. Such as your Baron yeah. Corbins and your Ascensions and your, you know, that sort of deal. Set him to 205 uh, Live. Hey, speak of fucking big guys in WWE, where the fuck are the authors of pain? <laughs> right. They just... Where's the... Oh, they speaking kick, of Nikki Cross... Their manager out. And, and... Where's Sanity? I guess. Where's Sanity either? Right. It's weird. We were just talking about the the, the tag division being so shallow. Fucking Authors of Pain and and Sanity would help out a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, I definitely do. The fuck are they doing? I don't know. Why would you call them up to not use them? Fucking Let them weird. be on NXT until the moment you need them. And to we be don't honest, just need call-ups after Mania. Give us call-ups oh. throughout the year. And to be honest, I, I'm not... Um, Again, we haven't watched a lot of NXT lately, but I think NXT is kind of lacking in the tag division right now. They got Heavy Machinery. They got Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. They got Undisputed Era, which, which is just amazing. Don't get me wrong. What else did they Where's got for... War Machine? Uh, oh, yeah, war, uh, not War Machine, War, um, oh, fuck, what are they? It's not War Machine. They're War, they changed it. yeah, it's War something, let me, now you got me wondering what it is, let's, uh, talk about this, this, this title match while we, uh, while I look it up. Well, it's a title match with a pretty cool dude named. Alistair Black, or as I like to call him, Black and Wild. Versus the dude, Lars Sullivan. I just, I'm not excited for this match. As much as I like Alistair Black, I don't think he can make this good. I think he can make it good. I just don't think he can make it great. Yeah. Street Fight definitely deserves the headline. Yeah. It's going to be the better match, but one thing I like about NXT, they seem to respect putting the title on last. Wasn't the, uh, the last... Wasn't the, yeah, the yep. Ciampa Gargano was the last match last time. It was. You are correct. They didn't They didn't. Uh, but do that. But that would be a reason why they wouldn't do it this time. But I don't... Exactly. I don't think you'd do it twice in a row where, where Ciampa Gargano takes the main spot over your championship match. I just don't... I think it also kind of um, would take away from the first one that they did also. But anyways, it's uh, uh, War Raiders is their name, which I don't mind the, the term War Raiders. I, I don't mind keeping it War Machine either, but I don't mind War right. Raiders. I, I like the term Raiders. Rawr, what about Raiders. the Authors of War? The Authors of War. <laughs> And then when war, and then when authors of pain make their main roster debut, their pain machine. <laughs> pain machine. We seen these guys back in NXT. It's pain machine. That'd be awesome. You could just the manager from authors of pain. Tell you what, Pacey. Well, I did. I did read somewhere that Paul Ellering might be repackaged for another um for another talent in NXT. Maybe he's gonna be. 
with, with, with authors of war. <laughs> Basically, it's like we're playing that fucking tag that's, team game here right now. <laughs> that's why they. That's why they uh, waited so long for authors of pain to debut. It's all up in the air right now. Right. Trying to sort it out. It's got to change. Pain machine and the authors of war. Hilarious, but so stupid. What if, what if it was authors of pain and narrators of war? The narrators of war. <laughs> the writers of hurt. <laughs> Let me introduce to you the writers of hurt. <laughs> the typewriters of uncomfortableness. <laughs> Now we're just getting out there. Uh, yeah. The etching of torment. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We could have a whole roster of fucking tag teams all named the same fucking thing. Just different. Just making its own show. <laughs> right? And, it, and it's, it, it's a read-along. Like, they, they, they show you <laughs> captions, and then they show you still photos of them doing the moves. <laughs> And as he, and as Ro lunged at him, he Just took like upon took upon the great girth, lifted high above his head, up to the sun. Have you? Before he slammed him vigorously onto the mat with a rumbling tumble that made the whole ring shake, that those on the outside felt it too. And then they show him slammed. He then gazed upon the audience. He twisted his wrist and put his hand to his ear as if to hear the audience to fuel his fire. And at that moment, his biceps shook. Oh, what a shook they gave. As he stomped around, he stopped. He stared at his opponent and he pointed at him and he pointed into his soul. I turned him into Hulk Hogan, but Hulk Hogan is so animated. It works so perfect. <laughs> Oh, we could make that a show, Pasty. We'll just fucking write this shit. We could write better matches than these fuckers could ever put on. Speaking of the Hulkster, brother. Apparently, according to him in an interview, he stated that he's ready to return to WWE and talks are, are in the works. So, yeah. I, you know, I still hope so. I still want to see him back. I still They're going to bring he, him back, re-induct him, and he's going to die three days later. I still think he does more positive than negative. And everybody's like, no, Vince doesn't kill people he doesn't like. Yeah, And I'm right. going to be like, come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Why? God, we gotta take another trip back to the conspiracy files one of these weeks. We gotta come up with something good. I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Especially, yeah, with all these uh, gaps between pay-per-views, which is amazing and I love. I think that would be great to bring... I've thought about that segment here and there, but I haven't thought of anything good. Um, Older stuff that we could talk about, but I don't know if our listeners want to hear about, like, the Snooka murders or um, things like that. Um, Bruder Brosy, those kind of things. I don't know. Oh, yeah, and it sounds like James Ellsworth is being considered to be called back to WWE 
just like I said. Yeah, well... They can't live without him. I doubt that. I don't doubt it. <laughs> what and do you why think not put him on 205 Live? What do you think he's going to do Actually, in today's WWE? Give the man with two hands a fighting chance to fight somebody who isn't going to beat him. But I just did. He's just a gimmick to, to Vince. Vince doesn't want him to be in something like 205 Live. He's just a gimmick, you know? I don't know. I could see him coming back for a one shot, but that's it. I don't see him ever getting hired back onto a contract. He's going to be on the Hall of Fame Because he day. couldn't even, I mean, you couldn't even have him as like a, um, an authority figure because he's not a good talker. I mean, he just doesn't do a good promo. Plus, I mean, I know they emasculate everybody from Kurt Angle to Mick Foley to everybody in between. But at least those guys you can pretend would be able to hold their own when they're talking to one of the wrestlers. If James Ellsworth is out there telling Bobby Lashley what to do, there's no way you're believing that Bobby Lashley's going to listen to him. I don't know. What do they say he's bringing him in for? I, nothing is confirmed yet. Just that... Uh, that there's been at least four occasions, I think, where it's been brought up to bring him back in recent times. Oh, so I'm sure. I feel like they're getting closer. I'm sure people in the writing committee will bring up his name, <clears throat> but that's because they don't know what the fuck they're doing right now. They probably brought up his name when it came to. I'm sure his name got brought up for this um, this week's um, women's Money in the Bank Vince, match. We only have two ideas this week. You know that. Either we bring back James Ellsworth. Or we cut off Baron Corbin's hair. <laughs> right. He's going full SS, Vince. He's going full SS. Next thing you know, he the fucking... He didn't lose uh, a hair versus hair match, did he? No, no. Well, I, not that I know of. So dumb. I can't wait to see him come in with his new bodyguards, Ron and Don Harris. He gets the Rusev, uh, Rusev treatment now. I, I want to see his new bodyguards, Ron and Don Harris, Loke. The two SS guys who used to wrestle for both WWE and WCW and TNA. Two fucking Nazi skinheads got, like, decent pushes in all three of those companies. It's just ridiculous. Do you remember the Harris Brothers, Loke? Um, No. Back in the Attitude Era, they were the Disciples of Apocalypse. They wore the... they, They rode the bikes and wore the leather jackets... They put him with Crush when he when he broke off from um, when he broke off from the Nation of Domination, and then they feuded. It was the DOA versus the Nation of Domination versus the uh, oh what was the Puerto Rican group called with Savio Vega, um, the uh, Los Bariquas, and those three were doing. That was like at the height of the Attitude Era. You had to have seen it. No. Uh, no, nope. I don't watched, think I recognized anything you just said. If you watched the Attitude Era, you've seen it. You remember Nation of I Domination, know. right? Yes, that's the okay. only thing. That was their biggest feud was with um, was with the Disciples of Apocalypse and Los Bariquas. That was, that was early in the Attitude Era, though. Well, that was before Rock broke or where, before Rock kicked. Um, if it was before Ron SmackDown, I probably didn't. SmackDown didn't start till 1999. The Attitude Era was over then, Loke. 
No. Well, no, close but enough. close to it. Well, close to it. This is your view from now on, Fat Mac. Oh, hold on. I gotta see it. Oh, not there. Oh, hey, I like that view. And sometimes oh. I'll do this. I wasn't even on it. There you go. I'll talk with my hands all the time. <laughs> we're, we're having fun. The listeners have no idea what the fuck's going on. Uh, sorry, folks. We're making our bellies dance and we're entertaining ourselves. We forgot that, we forgot there were other people listening. Fuck all y'all. All right. Um, what happens when we don't give them 30 minutes of nonsense at the top of the show. So we've only got... Uh, Oh, shit. We got a little bit of time, don't we? We got some time. When did we start? We, when did we start? Where am I at? We started oh, at, no. like... We don't have a lot of time. I we have some we had time. More, I thought we had more time than we had. I thought we started at 6.30, but I must be wrong. Um. Anyways... Who knows? So, uh... Let's talk. Do you want to talk about the, the big Jacko, news? Michael Jackson poured water all over the chick magnet. Yeah. And it won't be attracting the magnet chicks no more. Does that... Does water affect magnets? I don't think that's how <laughs> magnets work, Loke. It's an electronic magnet. Well, let's let's ask the ICP. They would fucking know. <laughs> the ICP knows about It's magnets. miracles. It's fucking miracles. miracles. It's a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, yeah. you want, you want, you want me to go through this? Do you want to go through this? How do we want to do this? How do we want to do this? Let's just do it quick. All right. So, folks, CM Punk moved to zero and two in his UFC slash MMA career following a unanimous decision defeat to Michael, I'm not a pedophile, Jackson, on Saturday at UFC 225 at the United Center in Chicago. According to SureDog.com, all three judges scored the fight 30-26 to 26 for Jackson. Jackson thoroughly outperformed Punk with many inside the business commentating on how poorly the former WWE champion performed. I was going to read some of the tweets... But there were literally pages and pages of tweets from people in the MMA world and community about how horrible Punk did. So I figured I'd just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> see, I didn't even I didn't even see the video. I started watching highlights. Like right off the bat, it looked really slow, and it also looked like they were calling shots or calling spots. <laughs> and I was like, no, no. So, it looked like Punk's UFC career was over back in UFC 203, if you remember. Maybe it should have been. But a few factors helped justify his return after a lengthy layoff, mostly the company's lack of bankable stars. You see, four of UFC's biggest names from the past few years are either unavailable to fight or out of MMA entirely. You got Ronda Rousey, who we talked about earlier. She is a full-time wrestler in WWE right now. She is not in UFC at all. Brock Lesnar isn't quite a full-time WWE wrestler, but he is contracted to WWE. And even if WWE and UFC worked something out for him to join them, 
He still has six months to serve on his suspension. But that six months will only begin to tick down once he re-enters the USAD agency testing, or the USADA testing, or the United States Anti-Dope Agency testing. So that means he has six months from the time he actually goes back to USADA and gives them a sample. That means he's got well over six months before he could fight. Similarly, the California State Athletic Commission revoked John Jones's MMA license in February due to the same issue, using banned substances. And Conor McGregor is still dealing with the fallout from his arrest. If you remember, he had an outburst at the UFC 223 Media Day where he was throwing garbage cans, breaking windows, just acting like a fucking ass for no reason. So I mean, it is Conor McGregor we're talking about. Yeah, he's a drunken Irishman. CM Punk carries a broad appeal among fans who don't follow the UFC, and putting him on a pay-per-view in his hometown, especially of Chicago, was a guaranteed money maker. In fact, you could actually say, through both fights, the CM Punk experiment has been a financial success, because he did help generate a solid pay-per-view buy rate for UFC 203, and all signs point to that being the same thing for UFC 225. That he's that that's gonna be a big money ticket. CM Punk though, one who needs to put his foot in his mouth but never does, commented on the loss with a deceiving tweet. Pasty, he said, "You win some, you lose some. I'm one in one this weekend, and I'll take that. Thanks to my team, my family, my friends, and the fans. Wouldn't be here without any of you." Respect to the Truth Jackson, who is Michael Jackson, or Mike Jackson, or <laughs> thanks for the fight. You only live once, and I'm alive! Now, I say that's a deceiving tweet, because he said I'm 1-1 one one this week, and his record is 0-2, and two. and I spent a lot of time before this show trying to find a response that Punk gave to this, and I couldn't find any response. So I don't know why he's, Punk says I'm one and one. one. He won the court case, and he lost the fight. That's one and two, then at least, isn't it? No, it's, no, because he's talking he lost about for two the week. fights. He's talking about for the week, though. Oh, and presuming his seven day. I'm one and one. Okay, not case. I'm not I'm one and one as of this week. I'm one and one yeah. before this week. Yes. Okay, that's the problem with tweets. You gotta. Okay, sometimes you got to read into him. I think it's misleading. At I least think you he, got me, sir. I think it's misleading, and I think he did it on purpose. I would like to. I, I would have to believe he put it out there for people who don't follow, who think he's one and one in MMA now. I can't imagine. But okay, I'll give him that. He won the court case, which is great. We talked about that last week. Um, I'm all for that, except for how it made him react afterwards. But before we get into that. Let's talk about Daniel Bryan, Pasty. He's no stranger to controversy, would you say? No, none. No. He said in an interview he could beat Mike Jackson, quote, on the ground, unquote, in a UFC fight. To which Michael Jackson responded with, Hey, Daniel Bryan, don't let your mouth write a check your ass can't cash. You don't want to get potatoed like your mans did at UFC 225. And Daniel Bryan did not keep quiet. That prompted a response from him. 
And he said one word, interesting, followed by a thinking <laughs> emoji rubbing its chin. Punk then being, this is why I won't take anything. Uh, he's turning into my, uh, uh, the new uh, Chris Benoit, which is horrible to say because it's a completely different thing, but this is the best I can say about it. I respect all of his in-ring shit. CM Punk is one of my favorite pro wrestlers and has put on some of the best matches. He seems like a complete fucking asshole in real life. And this seems to have gone even further after he won the court case because he offered several of his friends an ultimatum. They either quit their WWE careers or lose him as a friend as a result. That's a pretty shitty fucking thing to ask your friends. Yeah. See, I, I got the responses from Corey Graves, but I have no, I had no idea what the context was. So this is all making a little bit more sense now. So yeah, that prompted a string of tweets from Corey Graves, and uh, actually, I, I have a bunch of them here. Um, In this week's edition of Two Tweet, right? Actually, I think I have a better one. Let me uh, let me just do this real quick. So I think I have a better one. I didn't know if we were going to have time for it, so I didn't do anything with it. Let's see what I can do. Page not found. You're dicking us. There we go. Page found. Okay. So, responding to that, Punk said, maybe abandoning... Or not Punk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Corey Graves. After Punk gave an... And according to sources... CM Punk either completely started ignoring people or sent them direct messages. This wasn't even something through social media telling them that either they quit WWE or they are no longer friends. So, I mean, this was him going out of his way to say this. Corey Graves said, Maybe abandoning everybody who stood by your side, even when we weren't supposed to, only to have you turn your back on us, wasn't the right move after all. No anger, only sadness. He then said, ah, seems the fans are disappointed. Maybe you guys should know that, quote, that dude, unquote, held my first son before I did because I was on tour and I trusted him. I had dinner with him the week after he quit. He then went on to say, the first rule of punk rock is loyalty, and this guy betrayed it all. I still love you, quote, unquote, friend, and I'm sorry you got lost. He had another tweet saying, don't worry, hey, and he actually tagged Vince McMahon. This has nothing to do with you. You either, and he actually tagged Triple H. This isn't corporate, this is real life. Calm down, inter-nerds. He then said, um, oh, he, he had a rep uh, reply from somebody who said, so where's the loyalty? Not to your friend, who is clearly unhappy as he ever was, but with your billion-dollar corporation boss? Yeah, super punk rock, bro. Tell me all about punk rock. Well, Corey Graves responded to that. My loyalty? Oh, would you like the before or after? I've got both. I mean, one can only sh be shit on by their, quote, best friend for so long before they smarten up. But it's cool. I'm sure you love Kenny Omega and you know more about the business and friendship than I do. Then said, dude, I'm far from distraught. I'm in a good place. I'm just really bummed that I had a true friend turned his back on me for no other reason than the company that employs me. And then he said, 
Hey, CM Punk, and he actually uh, tags him. Call me tomorrow. I still love you. And then he said, um, but, uh, okay, a tweet before this, uh, um, Corey Graves said, nothing but respect, and he hashtagged UFC 203. And he seemed to be giving support for a long time to Daniel Bryan publicly. Or not Daniel, to CM Punk, I'm sorry, publicly when he was going through all this stuff. So he seems really fired up. It sounds like allegedly other uh, wrestlers have said the same thing, that they were told by Punk, if you don't leave WWE, don't contact me anymore. Well, it makes sense if he was starting his own wrestling promotion. Even that wouldn't make sense. You'd think you'd want all the rub in the world. It just seems shitty as as a friend to say, quit your livelihood and put your family at a disadvantage. Because not not only because I had an issue with the company you work for, but because I won my issue. The comp- like I could almost see it if he lost, and he's like, "Dude, right. they're fucking me over." He won. Yeah. What the fuck is his deal? He's he's. To use a phrase I don't think even my grandparents have ever used, the motherfucker's getting too big for his britches. He's not a big-time pro wrestler. He's not a big-time UFC guy. He's got no TV deals. He is in no place to be demanding anything from anybody. What say you, Pasty? Ugh... This is the first time CM Punk's really soured himself to me a little bit. It's a weird feeling. (laughs) I wasn't scorned when he abandoned me like so many people were. But that's, that's a hell of a thing, especially when he won. It doesn't make any sense. Unless he's on drugs. Sore loser, you know, or sore winner, I should say. And sore winners are worse than sore losers. (laughs) At least losers Mm. have a reason to be sore. It, it's fucked up. And let me say... I do also want to add that I'm ahead. pretty sure... I saw an interview with Dana White after UFC 225. I don't think it was right afterwards, but it was at some point afterwards. And uh, the, the journalists were asking him questions, and they asked him, you know, with, with CM Punk's 2-0, are you going to keep him on or are you going to cut him loose? And he said it was pretty much time to get rid of him. Yeah. And then in reference to Michael Jackson, he said he doesn't know what that was, but he wants that shit out of his company right now because he was in there, like, showboating, and when he could have taken Punk out, he didn't take Punk out. I actually honestly feel like, um, yeah, this is UFC, but they got a wrestler in there. I think Punk was supposed to win. And and Jackson was probably paid off to fall, but told him, you know, I'm not going to fall. This is going to go three rounds. And then he just showboated on him the whole time and ended up winning my points. Yeah, see, I, um, I'm like you. I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if I will. I did watch the first Punk one, but I, I don't know if I need to see this one. That was an easy watch. I didn't <laughs> watch this one either. I just got that press conference. But um, I have heard about the showboating claims and that that Dana wasn't high on that. First of all, let me say Dana is a pro wrestling fan. And Mm. Dana loves the Conor McGregors. And 
he loves the... He, he wanted he, to love punk. He, well, yeah. Well, he loves the... Yeah, the CM Punks. Um, he loves the the John Joneses. He loves the Rampage Jacksons. He loves showboating. He's putting on a show. He's trying to put on the most pro-wrestling MMA that he can. And that's why he's the biggest that there is. They have entrance music. They have promos. They showboat in the ring. So, again, I don't know if this is Dana White working. Like, is this him, like, talking about, there ain't gonna be no showboating in my ring, and now he's gonna put Mike Jackson against another nobody and have Mike Jackson whoop his ass and showboat the whole time and, you know, make something out of it? Is he gonna do a talent trade with Vince McMahon, who we all know they are more buddy-buddy than they like to pretend? Um, not sure about that. I didn't watch it, but I would say if you're an MMA guy and you're going up against a pro wrestler and he can't hold his own, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you say, this is my sport. You can't just fucking come in here cause you have a name. I'm going to not only beat you, but I'm going to berate you. Pro wrestlers have done it for years. Right. Um, Roddy Piper tried to fucking fuck over, uh, Mr. T as much as he could during WrestleMania because he didn't feel that that celebrity should be in his ring and he couldn't handle me in a fight. He's not a real athlete. Why wouldn't you? I have nothing against... If he still wins, I have nothing against him showboating. If he was showboating and let Punk get a, a, sneak, you know, a quick shot in that he shouldn't have and then lost, then I'd be like, yeah, you stupid fuck. But if you can beat a guy and showboat, fucking do it. Do it. Remember a while back, and this wasn't UFC, obviously, but that motherfucker knocked a dude out, and then he had his ring guy there ready with a pokeball, and he fucking grabbed the pokeball and threw the pokeball at him as if he just fucking beat a Pokemon and was capturing it? Like, that was fucking awesome. I loved that. That was my shit. That was the coolest video. He knocked him out, grabbed the pokeball, threw it in there. Like, bitch... Got your ass. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with the showboating. And as far as Dana coming out and saying something about it, we know he loves showboating, so I I don't know where Dana's going with that. But it sounded like both guys are going to be let go, is basically the, the gist of what I got from it. Yeah. Punk definitely should be. And if Mike Jackson didn't impress them in the way he fought, then he should yeah. be let go also. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't blame it on showboating, though. The I'm just question saying, is, is CM Punk all in? I would say there's a much greater chance after this week than there was before this week. <laughs> I still stand behind he'll be there, but not wrestle. He can't, be if, in pro, he can't be in pro wrestling shape. MMA shape and pro wrestling shape are two different. I mean, there's no way he's in pro wrestling shape. What if, I wouldn't think. What if the elite and him go into business and start a company and he's just the, the, the owner and he doesn't wrestle, but he plays that role? That's fine. He's a great mouthpiece. I just, That's I feel awesome. like, you know, that could be going into CM Punk telling his friends in WWE, leave WWE, but we're not friends because we're going to do this thing and you should be here with me. They're not like going. he he won the WWE guys aren't going anymore. anywhere. 
I know, I know, but I just think that would make sense with the context, I guess. Oh, you mean like just using yeah. that as a story? Punk was line. all in and launching all in, launched a, a brand new promotion owned by the Bucks and Cody and Punk and Hogan and Bischoff. Hogan and, and Bischoff, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and what's his name from the Wonder Years? You got to have him in there. Harvey, Jason Harvey. <laughs> He's going to be involved. No Russo. <laughs> no Russo. Jim Cornette. Double cheeseburger, motherfucker. You'd love to be there with cheeseburger. Cornette, Cornette could be cheeseburger's manager. Double onions, double pickles, double lettuce, double cheese, motherfucker. No, but if the Young Bucks had anything to do with it, Meltzer would probably be a part of the company. Yeah, there goes Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of kind of my inkling as to what's going on here. Probably wrong, but probably how great wrong, would that be? But I think and they, they built it to to be the WCW to WWF again. Oh no, I don't think Bucks are ever that stupid. I don't think they would do that. I don't think you don't think they go to war. I think you want to. No, I think you want to go head to head with that company. If you're never going to go there, (laughs) based on your morals, don't you want to take it to them as much as possible? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I think so. And that's what punk wants to do. Punk wants to destroy Vince more than he just did. No, you can't. WWE is different from pro wrestling, and no pro wrestling brand is ever going to be able to compete directly. Um, not off, not off their money. If somebody like a Donald Trump or somebody wanted to pull a Ted Turner and dump a, bun, a m- bunch of money into it, you could maybe get back to that. But no, I don't think I don't think they want to. I don't think the Bucks want to compete with WWE. I think they want to be them. I think once you try to compete with WWE, you're trying to be WWE's competitor and you're not trying to be you. TNA did it. WCW did it. Yeah, but what if they found the way to do it and remain them? What you do is you just do you away from WWE, and if WWE starts hurting, it's a positive for you. But at the same time, if WWE goes under, it's not the Young Bucks lose. Ring of Honor loses. Impact Wrestling loses. New Japan loses. Once, once any but business they sees, with all those. you once, know, they would partner with them as much as New Japan and Ring of Honor. Yeah, but once any business sees that WWE can fail, they will never, ever, 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 ever invest in pro wrestling heavily again. Maybe a monetary, a small amount, but no, they won't. It's just not going to happen. It's like saying, like, fucking but, uh, Shasta. But you chose the that they're starting their own promotion. Um, I could see them doing their own promotion, working with some of the companies they're working with, like New Japan and Ring mm-hmm. of Honor. Yeah, I could easily see them start their own promotion. I just don't know why I think it would be stupid to go against WWE. I don't think that's ever a smart business choice. Well, maybe not even go against WWE, but watch out for those cuts that are going to be coming with all the talent that deserves a shot but isn't yeah. getting it in WWE. 
Oh, that, that's Move great. as many of yeah. them as possible. It's great. If we could yeah. add a, a company without losing a company, that's always a positive. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's willing to work with other companies. And who's Except to say... Except a hostile attitude towards WWE. Well, who's to say they wouldn't get into... Who's to say they wouldn't get in a working relationship with WWE? Right. Could happen. If they could if they could work a rivalry even. Like make it feel like the companies are at war with each other, but actually just let it right out. Yeah. Cuz WWE needs that too. They need friction to push themselves to put out better content. A couple months ago I would have agreed with you. After they signed the deals with NBC Universal and Fox, for the fans, yes, they need that competition. For WWE, no, they're doing everything right as far as a business. I don't like to say that, and it's pushing me away as a fan. But as a business, they're—I can't argue that they're doing everything right. I think they proved to me that they're doing everything right. I don't agree with the majority of it. I don't. I've been very critical about the Greatest Royal Rumble, about Roman Reigns, about Be a Star, about the Warrior Award, about Susan G. Coleman. I've been very... Just wait till we're a publicly traded company. <laughs> and I will suck every one of those companies' dicks that I just <laughs> mentioned. <laughs> but yeah, I think they're doing the right thing as a business. And the right thing as a business is rarely the right thing um, morally. You can't... I've said this, man. I've said this multiple times. You can't be a profitable business and be a moral business. If you want to succeed in business, you better be willing to cut throats. You better be willing to lie, cheat, steal. You better be willing to not give a fuck about the next person. Because all the best companies do it. Right. AT&T, AOL Time Warner, uh, Facebook, WWE... Disney, the list goes on and on and on about companies that don't give a fuck and do dirty practices. Should we end on that positive note, Pasty? <laughs> I think so. You know, with that, we stand on the precipice of an unknown future. What will happen coming out of All In? What will happen at Money in the Bank? Will Pasty White Pull out the most miraculous victory in all of Beastix podcast history. I'm kind of rooting for you, Loke. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I'm kind of rooting for you. We'll find out next week, won't we? Well, at we least will. some of it. All that and more on the next installment of Beastix podcast. Like sands through the hourglass. This is beef in your butthole.